part two, new ways to a new you. We started this series last week, um, basically saying, you know, January is typically a time where we say, all right, I need to set some things straight. I, I need to start doing a, a to start doing a few things new because I want to have a new me. Like I want to start doing things new because I'm tired uh, of spending of uh, spending money on, on the wrong stuff. I'm tired of gaining weight. I'm tired of being the same person that I was. So I want to this year. I want to have a new me. And we try many different ways. We we try grit. We we. We, we try passion, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get passionate about it. I'm going to try harder, will, power. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm sick of being this, I want to be this. And then sometimes we try guilt. I suck, I'm terrible, I'm the worst person ever. Maybe that will, will, will possibly motivate you. You might try, um, I don't know, gimmicks and gadgets. I saw, once again, I thought this, this was gone, but I saw this on an Instagram story, the ab belt. Literally, it's like this belt you put on, and it, like, electronically shocks your abs, and all of these people are, are just sitting there with this belt on, and this is shaking, and they're like, get ripped abs, doing nothing. You know, it's like, that's such our culture, right? It's like, you know, they want a new, but it's, it's so gimmicks and gadgets. We try, maybe if I spend money on something, on, you know what, a DVD, some, maybe if I just learn more, maybe I'll get get better, and, and we, we try all of these different ways to try to get the new us, but it typically ends up the same way at the end of the year. Nothing's changed. So we said this, what if there were some new ways? What if there were some new ways to get the new you that we actually w w wanted? And the first way that we explored last week was worship, that you can't not worship. We think worship is this kind of some time that we do 20 minutes on Sunday mornings. Worship is who you are. You can't not do it. And what we said was this. What you worship, you, you become. And, and we said this. Hey, we're not going to give God a piece of us. You want to see, you want to see yourself change? Put 100% your, put who you are. Money, time, talent, treasure, who you are. Say, God, I'm giving it to you. I'm not going to give you a piece. I'm not going to give you 20%. I'm not going to give you 10%. God, I, I'm climbing on this altar, and I'm going to give you all of me. The, the second way that we're, that we're going to explore today, like I said, I could beg and plead and give you stats, and, and I could implore you, beseech you. <laughs> Some of y'all will get that from last week. Implore, beseech, like I could quote Bible verses. But here's the thing. It's not the fact in many days that we need to know something new. Because we live in a scientific culture that gives us more knowledge than we could ever consume. We're in the internet age. You want knowledge? Go online and go to this site called Google. Like, I've Googled the craziest stuff. How to cook a sweet potato. <laughs> Don't judge me, okay? I didn't know how to cook a sweet potato. Okay, I mean, I've looked up stuff how to fix, you know, my sink. How to plumb this how you know it's like some some of these things i'm embarrassed i'm like i'm a man and, and, I, and I don't know how to fix my toilet <laughs> you know it's like so uh, anyway but it's like we knowledge isn't the problem do you know how how we actually know this sugar and cigarettes meaning this science tells us you eat a lot of sugar you die quicker i know your aunt sally lived till she was 90 drinking two cokes a day okay she was an outlier, is what they call that. 
Science tells you, you drink and eat a lot of sugar and bad foods, you will die quicker. Science tells us that. Cigarettes. You smoke cigarettes, you will probably die quicker. Cigarettes will not send you to hell. You might smell like hell, but it won't send you to hell. Right? But it's like we don't need knowledge. Knowledge tells us this. Like, you do those things, you will probably die quicker. So what, what, what is it that things that we know that we need, what, what is it that keeps us from actually stepping out? And, on, and one of those things that we, I think I don't got to convince all of you to actually know this and, and give you stat scriptures and all stuff to know relationships can be extremely helpful for you in helping you see life change happen. Or, you know what? Relationships can be extremely destructive in seeing you not get to the point in Christ that you want to be and see that brand new you that you want. The second thing, new ways to a new you, isn't exactly new. It's actually an in, in, in old way, but it's kind of somewhat new to us because we are the most connected yet separated generation ever. You see it in, teen, in, in teenagers. They won't talk to people. Like, they text them. Like, in the same room, the same area. It's like we, we have never been so known, yet so unknown. We're surrounded by hundreds and thousands of people, thousands of friends on Facebook. Hundreds of thousands of people around us every single day at our jobs, this world. But how many of those people would you say you actually know, and they actually know you? Not many. Why? Because relationships, we know we need them. I, I know scripture tells us iron does what? Sharpens iron. Proverbs also tells us if you walk with the wise, you become what? Wiser. Scripture tells us this. Don't forsake gathering together and spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Like that's all scripture. Bible, Jesus had 12 people. He was close with them, walked with them, ate with them, lived with them. Like he he was close. He was in relationship. I could quote you stat upon stat upon stat from scientists that tell you the positive influences that when you're in good relationships have on your life. But I believe some of us make some excuses as to why we don't want to be in relationship and actually be known and actually want to, to know someone else. I believe first off is fear. Some of y'all are like, yo, if I go to a life group, I've never been to one, so if I go to a life group, is, there, is that group going to be standing there waiting for me, and they're going to have chairs in a circle, and they're going to have one chair in that circle, inside of that one circle? If I show up at this life group, are they going to try to do an exorcism on me? Like, is there uh, going to be a prophet there who's thus saith the Lord and calling your junk mail out? You struggle with this sin, and you struggle with that sin, and I saw what you did that last summer, 2001. You thought no one saw you, but I did through the Spirit. And, you know, you go to this group, and you think that you're going to be called out, and, and you're going to be made uncomfortable, and it's, it's just going to be this whole awkward thing where everyone just wants to, you know, maybe you've got fear. Maybe, you know, maybe you're like, you know, I have tried this before, and I have been burned. Maybe you got vulnerable, you opened up, you tried to build relationship, and what happened is you got burned, you got 
hurt. So now you are fearful of ever opening yourself up to anybody because of the hurt you experienced. Maybe you've got intense fear. Maybe you'd say this. Maybe I'm shy. It's my personality. I just don't like people. I'm an introvert. She's like, yes, that's me. I don't like people. <laughs> that's all. I like this. Talk, talk, talk. I like this talk back sermon stuff. This is awesome. But maybe you're, you're, you know, you're, you're just like, you know what? My personality doesn't fit this whole getting a relationship, getting a group thing. I like to be by myself. I like it to be me and Jesus. I'm in relationship. I got the Father. I got the Son. I got the Holy Spirit. I don't need no one else. I don't need no one else. I got this. Right? Maybe say it's your personality. Maybe you would say this and, and confession. This is one that I use all the time. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'll tell you what, though. I find time to watch Jacksonville every Sunday. <laughs> I'm a busy guy, right? I find time to watch football three hours a, three hours a day on Sundays. Not a day. Not like every day, but <laughs> three hours on Sundays. Um, I find time to eat. Married couples, you probably find time to, you know, do what married couples do. Uh, you know, uh, we find time to uh, watch, to binge watch on Netflix. I find it so funny, right? We get snow. I'm waiting for the day that I will scroll through Facebook, and I will see somebody say, I'm going to binge read the Bible. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Like, I wish somebody would just say, I'm going to binge read the Bible because I've got time off. Instead of saying, I'm going to binge watch Netflix, I'm waiting for the day that someone will say, I'm going to binge read Deuteronomy today. <laughs> I'm going to binge read the book of Acts today. Right? But the point is this, whenever you, and I'm guilty, this is confession, this is what I am learning and trying to get my life right on, okay? Whenever you say you are what? Busy, that makes you basically a, a hostage to your schedule. When basically you're, you're saying, it's not my fault, it's the busyness. So you're basically taking a, a victim mentality and saying, I don't control me. I'm just a victim to my life and the busyness, right? So, so, you know, fear, your personality, and busyness are all excuses that we can all use probably, and we probably have used it to say, you know, I just don't know if I can do this whole relationship thing. But, you know, you, you've got to... You know, what, what I've seen is if you want to see change happen, is, is if you want to see a new way to, to a, a brand new you, sometimes you're going to have to make decisions that you don't feel like doing, but you know are good for you, right? So the way that, that I have heard it said is this way. Act your way into feeling instead of feeling your way into acting. So many of us go by what we feel instead of what we know. We say, well, 
I don't feel like getting into relationship because I'm fearful, because I'm busy, because I'm, you know, whatever, shy, bashful, whatever. But you know you need them. And if you're going to see the new you that you want to see happen, it's not going to be done by yourself. I tell this story every time I talk about relationships. But you might see me now and you might be like, man, you are just a skinny white boy. Well, I tell you what, I've come a long way. About three years back, I was 155 pounds smoking, smoking what? Soak and wet, talking about, talking about smoking. <laughs> Soak and wet. Like, I looked like I was on stinking heroin. I mean, like, I was, I mean, I had, like, you know, black under my eyes. Like, I was 155 pounds skinny, but in just terrible physical shape, to be honest with you. And I said, oh, no, I'm done with this. Operation Sexy is on. It's like, we're going to get this looking right. You know, and I was like, I need to get this right. I need to get, get this taken care of. And, and, and so the, the thing that got me over the hump was not a gadget. It was not this thing on my wrist telling me how many steps that I've done. It was not pre-workout. It was not a protein shake. It was not eating better. You know what it was? It was a relationship. I met Carrie, Carrie Jones, the bald Asian guy, hugging everyone walking up in here, you know, slapping people's backs, giving them, you know, bruises on their back, just loving on people. Carrie, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie Jones, one day I saw him, he's big, bulk. I was like, dude, man, hey, man, I need to start working out. He was like, hey, meet me at the gym at 5, at, at 5 o'clock tomorrow. Perfect, awesome. I get off work at 4.30, I'll see if I, he said, no, 5 a.m. I was like, you're smoking crack. I don't wake up that early. You're crazy. Like, Jesus isn't even answering prayers at that hour. I'm not going. But do you know what, though? I started going, and I knew if, if I wasn't there, I was going to be getting a text message. Where you at, Sleeping Beauty? Where you at? Why aren't you here? What's, what's going on? I can, and, and to make a long story short, I can honestly say what got me to the point now where I, I'm going to the gym four or five times weekly with, with or without Carrie, not because of him. I am to the point now where I go like I can't not go. I love it. I love what I've seen. I love the results. I feel better. It's, it's done a positive effect in every single area of my life because I got in one relationship. You might be one relationship from a new you. I mean, I'm not just saying, you know, that I'm like buff and big and bad and all that stuff, but I just feel 100 times better. I used to barely be able to squat the bar and 45 pounds on each side, and I did 315 one time the other day. was with a seat, so it wasn't like a real squat, but I mean, you know, I'll take it. it. It counts. I'll take it. That's right. That's right. But the point is this, guys. I know you might not feel like getting in, in, in relationship. I know it's hard. I know you might have been hurt. I know you might have been wounded. I know you might have been, you put yourself out there. You were completely vulnerable, but, but, but but then somebody took the information that you gave them, went out and told a bunch of people, and they knew stuff about you, and it just became this big gossip game. And I know relationships are hard and tough, and they can hurt. But I'm telling you, the biggest thing that could possibly wound you is also the biggest thing that could possibly help you. And that's relationships. That is relationships. So it's really going to come down to you, not me pleading with you, begging with you, being like, for the love of God, join a life group, please. 
God tells you to join a life group. If you join a life group, you'll be blessed. If you don't, you're cursed. You know, it, it, it's not going to come down with intimidation, fear tactics, guilt tactics, shame tactics. What I'm praying for is that God would simply give you a Holy Spirit nudge that maybe if you don't feel like doing it, maybe you would say, you know, I need to step out of, out, out of my comfort zone and do what I know will actually help instead of just what I feel and act your way into feeling instead of feeling your way into acting. You know, I, you know, my, my mom, bless her, man, but she was a homebody. Like, she loved to be at home just all the time. She did not want to go out. Like, going out was just like, unless she was shopping. Okay, she loved to shop. Her credit card debt showed, showed that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, she was always the person didn't want to go out. Lacey, my sister, though, she was up here earlier. She would, she would always say, Mom, we're going out. You're getting dressed up. You're getting your clothes on, and we're going out. And so many times, Lacey, she would take us, hey, we're going to go to the movies. We're going to go eat, da, da, da. And every time, my mom, whenever she would come back home, she would always say, Lacey, thank you so much for taking me out. I didn't want to. I didn't feel like it, but it's what I needed. I think there's so many people here like, like, like that. You're like, join a life group. I'm surprised. Da, da, da. Do what maybe you don't feel like doing. And really, it's going to come down to you making a decision, making a choice. And what, what I want to challenge you to do today is to make a choice of, about relationships in, in, in four different ways. Number one, nurture good relationships. Make a decision. This year, I'm going to nurture good relationships. If you have good relationships, you have people in your life, wife, kids, church family, your family. Don't wait until things are bad to start pouring time into it nurture it like guys take your wife out on dates i know babe i need to get better uh, <laughs> take your wife out nurture plan a two-day weekend some somewhere get out you know it's 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 like friendship man try to schedule out a block get away with your friends if you have good great edifying relationships in in your life right now put a log on that fire Pour some gasoline on that fire. Systematically structure time to say, do you know what? We, I, I want to spend time with this person. And don't feel guilty over it. I know you're stressed. I know, you, I know you work long hours. I know you've got three kids. I know you've got all of this stuff. But you need to structure time. Thankfully, Kristen, my wife, is actually doing this now. And, 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 and do you know what? We, you know, we got three kids, six, four, two. So we're like, we just want to survive. We just kind of want to get through the day, get them in bed so we can breathe, honestly. And there's just, just times where it's like, we just want to make sure the kids don't, don't, don't die and we want to get to you know, sleep. But, but, you know, it has been awesome. Kristen, over the past couple weeks, she's been going, going out and having friend time. And I've seen a huge, like, joyful difference in her. Why? Because she's getting some her time. And that's okay. There's nothing guilty about that. If you have friends, nurture good relationships, nurture good friends, f friendships. And get with the people that you love and prioritize those good relationships. Some of, some of you here, though, you need to restore some broken relationships. Some of you this year need to make a choice to restore some broken relationships. And this could be a multiplicity of different things. Possibly with your parents. Maybe with your kids. Maybe, maybe with a friend that... Um, you guys were really, really close, and let's just know something stupid happened that happened 25 years back, um, and and 
there's just been, like, you guys know if you guys hooked if you guys hooked up once again, you guys would start off where you were at 25 years back. But there's always been this tiny little grudge. There's just always been this sort of brokenness in your relationship. Why don't you make a decision this year to say, you know what? I'm going to restore this broken relationship. Scripture tells us this in Romans chapter 13, or excuse me, chapter 12. It says this. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody. As much, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody. Essentially saying this, do everything you can do to see that, that relationship restored. And then it's out of your hands. Cause, cause, because reconciliation takes two, forgiveness only takes one. And if there's something that you need to ask for forgiveness for, humble yourself and go to them. But as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody. Is there some broken relationships that you need to get restored this year? Make a decision to step out, to take what? Initiative and do it. Thirdly, sever harmful relationships. Some of you, you know you've got people in your life right now that they are not good for you. Not that you can't be their friend, not that you can't love them, not that you can't serve them, not that you can't, but you know you, you are hanging with them or they are danger to you. Some of you work-wise, you have You've got friends, guys, you know, guys that, that are girls and girls that are guys. You have a very un, unhealthy work, work relationship that is, I don't know, flirtatious. And you know that you, 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 you know where it's going. And you might need to say, do you know what? I need to cut this relationship off because I see where this is heading. You're possibly uh, attracted to them. And you, you just know if, if you keep on working this, this relationship, it's not going to end well. Cut it off. Some of you are currently in dating relationships that you know you flat out should not be in. Because you know that person abuses you physically, emotionally, psychologically in so many ways. And you know you need to get that. You need to do what Joseph did. Get the heck. Run. Like run. Get out. Run away. Get away from harmful relationships. Sever bad relationships. Some of you right now have business partnerships that you know that you're in, that you know the Holy Spirit has been telling you and nudging you ain't good. Get out. There's nothing wrong with, with putting, a, putting a relationship in its place. It might seem harsh, harsh at the beginning, but the pain of dealing with a relationship early as as a a a, uh, a bb is a whole lot easier than dealing with the pain of it being a cannonball later you want to deal with it whenever it's small and so look you got some some relationships that you you need to sever sever them let them go they will they'll be okay but you know if you're going to get to where god's called you to do if you want to see the brand new you that you want to see happen, you've, you've got to sever some. Fourthly, Mike, you can go ahead and come on up, brother. Mike is single. I say it every single week. Speaking of relationships. <laughs> Number four, initiate some meaningful relationships initiate and specifically i want you to talk about four of them um 
because it's, you know, initiating means this, you're taking the first step. You're saying, I'm going to be purposeful in seeing, in seeing these relationships happen. The first one is this, I want to challenge you with four and four and four different relationships, four different areas. N- number one, relationship with a church. Now look, I know churches, we're not perfect, man. We got, we got issues and we're full of people and people's problems, people's issues. That's really loud. Pe- people's issues, people problems. Like we, the church is full of it, man, because the church is full of people. And you're part of the church. You ain't perfect. None of us are joined. Join, join the club. But there's something powerful when a bunch of imperfect people join up with a perfect God and say, God, use us. That was the, 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 12, the, the 12 disciples. It was a group of 12 jacked up and that Jesus said, I'm going to take you and through you, I'm going to change the world. And that's what he did. They followed a perfect Savior. And that's what church is. I know the church is imperfect. Possibly you're here today and the church hurts you and you're just here just to make somebody happy. I know the church is not a perfect place, but I want to challenge challenge you. Get rooted in a church. What you put in, you will get out of. And I'm telling you here, I love this church. I know we're not perfect, but man, I know the people in this church. They love you. They love people. They're not interested in what you can do for them. They want to see you become everything that God's called you to be and help you experience life change through Christ. We said from, from, from the beginning, agendas, we're throwing them down. We're here to help. We're not here to try to, to guilt people into something, shame people into something. We are, say, we are here to serve. We want to see you become and do all that God has called you to be. We're going to create an experience and atmosphere where people can come and experience life change through Christ. And that does not happen by any other way than by a group of people saying, we're here to serve. We're not here to get, we're here to give. And I, I'm not, and, and man, I'm telling you, this is a good place. Get plugged in, rooted, go through life, life track, join a team, and get and experience the family that God has placed here at LifeHouse, at LifeHouse New Forties. Initiate a good relationship. Secondly, relationship with a team. We have a team that shows up at 7 a.m. every Sunday morning to get this place ready for you. They're, they're dedicated, they're passionate about creating a, a space where we can see life change happen. I just want to give it up really quick for all of our Dream Team members that make this happen every week in children's ministry and, pro- and production and hospitality. They love you. And, and man, I'm telling you, some of the best conversations, the best relationships are formed while doing something side by side. It's not just about face-to-face but doing something side by side and, and saying we have a purpose, a vision. And hey, join up with us and we want to create an experience where people can come and feel the love of God and know that God loves them and that this church is for them. And that's where teams happen. Initiate a relationship with the team. And lastly, initiate, with, or initiate a relationship with what? A life group. The action step today isn't to come up to to the altar throw hands on you bless you spit on you dump wall dump holy water on you today's a very practical practical step we're not going to end emotional we're not, we're not gonna nothing like like that 
Because honestly, joining a group is really a decision that you're going to have to make many times in spite of what you feel. And you're going to have to act your way into feeling instead of feeling your way into actually immediately acting. And we want to challenge, challenge, challenge you. We have 16 groups. We're going to put up a slide here the, 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 the kind of has the different ways that you can sign up. And somebody, you know, you know, whatever group you sign up with, somebody, they'll reach out to you and chat with you and talk to you. But check it out. We know this. We have seen life change happen in relationships. Don't knock what you haven't tried. That's what your mama said. Don't knock it until you've tried it. But some of you have tried it, and it's been hurtful, it's been painful. And on, be, and on behalf of the church, I want to apologize. Maybe you've been gossiped about, maybe you've been talked about, maybe you have been hurt, you got vulnerable and something crazy happened. We're not perfect, who knows what's going to happen, but we, we will strive to create a safe place for you to be yourself, to grow in your faith, and to find friends. That's really what life groups are all about here. We want you to grow in your faith and find friends. That's it. Because honestly, on this journey of faith, it's kind of the couple most important things. Growing in your relationship with God and growing in your relationship with, with each other in your church family. So, the action step, the, the challenge is this. Sign up for something, a group, get involved, get in relationship, and I believe honestly you will see the new you that you want to see happen, because you can't do it by yourself. You are not meant to do this thing alone, and some of you have been doing this thing alone for so long that it's all you know, so you can stop the cycle. I know so many people, they come to church. I, I worked at a very large church, and there were so many people, they came in, I would talk to them, and they'd be like, I love such a large church. I can come in, get the word, and get out. Like, they liked going to a large church because they didn't want to know anybody. Like, that's, like, that's, like, like, that's what they like. And what I tell people is, you're missing the whole thing if you do that. The word of God is good, but actually, how you uh, apply it and practically act it out is in community, it's in relationships. And so, man, we, we want to challenge, challenge you. Get involved. Sign up. Connection card. You, you card. You can go online, theaterchurchnn.com. Talk, talk, talk to any one of our group leaders. We, we want you to sign up and see life change happen. Would you stand up with me, church family? We're going to pray. Jesus, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you, God, that you are a relational God. God, that, 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 God, that you even dwell in relationship with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. So we know we're made in your image. And because of that, you've called us to be in relationship because we are relational. So, God, I pray today for a Holy Spirit nudge to get plugged into community. Not to be the lone ranger, not to be the one doing it, by, doing it by themselves. God, that you would help those that are crippled by fear, 
crippled by uncertainty, crippled by busyness, crippled by their personality, that God, they would make a decision today to step out and get in community and join a team, join a life group, and get to know people so they can be known and they can know and they can know other people so they can be served and serve each other so they can love others and be loved God we love you we thank you for this day and for this time